the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. True North, on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. And good morning, Southern Colorado. I am back in the saddle and so excited to be back with you here on True North. You're listening to AM 1460 and 101.1 FM, The Answer, here on Salem Media. And I am back from Cancun in Mexico, and it was a great trip. So thanks for asking. Uh, Appreciate (laughs) it. But, uh, you know, as much as... I am eager to get out of here and go have that trip. I can't wait to get back. And what was really cool about coming back this particular time was, A, I was done with Mexican food, okay? I mean, I had all and some uh, that I could take. Uh, But actually coming back here and looking down on the ground and seeing nothing but green was absolutely breathtaking. And uh, our flight actually got diverted because of all this rain we've been having lately. So do not complain, Coloradans, because this is a rare and beautiful occasion for us. Enjoy this lush, semi-tropical environment we're in. Now, it is a little chilly. I'll grant you that. However, you're not paying for extra water to water your lawns and plants. And we are filling our reservoirs back up. And it is it is really nice not to see clouds of smoke mm-hmm. uh, on the horizon and in the air. So breathe deep this beautiful fresh air we have and this blessing from above, uh, all this beautiful, lovely rain. Um, it's inconvenient for a few hours, but then look at your lawns and look at the surroundings. The mountains are greening up. It really is spectacular. And from above, 10,000 20,000 feet above, it looks even better. So anyway, so that was fun to come back to. And you know that feeling when you've been in that hot, humid climate and you come out into the Denver airport and you step outside to get your car and all of a sudden your pores just go, (laughs) you just, (laughs) your skin automatically just dries and it's a beautiful feeling to be back home. So anyway, we had a great time, and I'm so glad to be back because we have got a season of great guests lined up for you. You're going to meet some incredible people who are leading and shaping uh, the things that we do here in Southern Colorado. Today's no exception. Uh, we'll get to our guest here in just a minute. A couple of quick uh, housekeeping items. September 18th, 2023, we are hosting the Ambassadors of Hope golf tournament at Flying Horse, and we are doing this in conjunction with Colorado Springs Orthopedic Group, amazing men and women over there who are taking good care of us when we get bumps and bruises. Uh, But we are partnering up um, to 
hopefully give a great big sum of money to Reclaiming Hope. Mm. And uh, if you've listened to the last couple of shows, you've heard me promote this. But this is an organization that catches people that are falling out, thank God, uh, of the the dilemma that is human trafficking. Mm. And they catch these people in those early, early hours and days after they have somehow gotten away from that nightmare and are looking to uh, replant their lives. And so they give them these dignity bags, uh, which are toothbrushes and razors and brushes and clean clothes, and it's just such a blessing. And we're so proud to know this organization, Reclaiming Hope, and you can look them up online and and get to know who they are. But we're going to try to raise a lot of money for these folks uh, on September 18th, 2023. We're looking for corporate sponsorships as well as individual players. So come out. Enjoy an amazing breakfast because we're not taking any shortcuts here. We are buying the best breakfast and the best lunch. Mm. And uh, come out and have a great lunch. Enjoy a beautiful golf course. Probably the rain's going to be away from us by then, uh, but it'll be a great day to play hooky. So <laughs> let's do that. And then, of course, uh, in August, I am uh, launching uh, through my new business, uh, the Colorado Media Group, which owns True North and North, the magazine that you may be familiar with if you're not. You're welcome to pick it up. There's no cost to you. Just go to coloradomediagroup.com forward slash subscribe, fill in the information, and we'll send you a magazine. No quid pro quo. Just grab it. And uh, enjoy learning about the people and the places and the things that are happening in our region. But we are also launching a new business publication. We are sorely absent a strong business-to-business economic development focused publication. And we're going to spend a lot of time getting to know the economic sectors in our region and who the major players are that are employing us, how our workforce is doing, what the venture capital scene looks like, all that good stuff. So um, stay tuned. We're launching that in August and we're going to make this announcement on June 20th um, up at Notes Live. Um, uh, Chloe and and J.W. Roth have invited us up to uh, have a uh, networking session up there on June 20th. And uh, we're going to share kind of what we're doing, and uh, we hope you join. So stay tuned for all that good stuff. But now let's get to the real fun. And this is, I met this gentleman about a year ago, maybe maybe a little longer ago. And uh, he is an extraordinary individual who has an extraordinary journey story. And he has taken uh, the episodes in his life and has created um, what is, was basically a, an in-demand speaking tour, a series of books, and he, he's a coach. But the way, the way he describes his coaching <laughs> capabilities um, as it relates, it, it kind of in parallel with um, our physical training, uh, is really quite exceptional. I'm with Sharmis Lee. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Dirk. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, it's an honor to be here. So I... I I always, I love to tease you about this because you really do have a resemblance to General Colin Powell. Okay, I mean it's it's to me it's surreal. So for our listeners, think of Colin Powell because that's who you're kind of listening to right now. But you are listening to Sharmis Lee, who has made an exceptional career of coaching regional executives um, and and executives around the country. Uh, he's coached kids. He's coached. Uh, all kinds of leaders who are looking for that next level of performance in what they do and how they do it. So, but let, before we go into what you do and how you do it, let's get to know you a little bit. 
Mm. So where does it start for Sharmis Lee? Well, you know, Dirk, first of all, again, thanks so much for this opportunity. I would say first and foremost, I am a husband. All right. I'm, I'm a father. I'm a man of faith. And uh, I'm a business owner. You know, I was actually born overseas in Tachikawa Air Force Base, uh, Tokyo, Japan. Okay. But I'm a Colorado Springs native because I've been here since 1964. Nice. I'll be 62 years old in August, so I would say I'm a Colorado Springs native. I would say that qualifies, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Attended uh, John Adams Elementary, uh, South Junior High School, um, and then small time at Watson High School. Uh-huh. Made the migration to Houston, Texas, where football is real. <laughs> and track and field is real and uh, stayed down there for a period of time, completed high school there. Very true. Yeah. Okay. And mom and dad, where do they fit in? My mom and dad are, are still with us. Mm-hmm. Praise God for that. And yeah. uh, they still live in the same house that I was raised in. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But my dad was military. He was Air Force. Okay. Uh, mom was a fantastic young lady and she did a great job raising four amazing boys and one amazing girl. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they are clearly... Um, the foundation of who I am today. Yep. Yeah. And are, are they spiritual uh, men and women too? I mean, uh, was that just kind of a part and parcel of the, of the Lee family? You know, my dad is actually, he was actually a chaplain. You know, now he's a chaplain. Um, my brother's a pastor here in Colorado. Oh, okay. So I'd say definitely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we used to go to a church called central Christian church when I was from nine years old until probably 13. Mm-hmm. They'd make sure we got on that bus Every Sunday, whether they went or not, and we actually would attend the church. The reason we went to that particular church was because my younger brother, he um, uh, had uh, spinal meningitis, and he captured that Mm -hmm. from the time he went from the plane from Tokyo, Japan, to Colorado Springs. But they had someone there who could actually speak American Sign Language. So we ended up going to Central Christian Church, and they actually could communicate with my brother as well. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. What a blessing. Yeah. 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 So... As you're coming up through the ranks here in Southern Colorado, give us a quick journey through your collegiate years and and some of your formal training. Well, Dirk, my collegiate years, um, I didn't play any sports in college. Mm -hmm. I actually uh, attended Colorado Christian University. Mm -hmm. Right out of high school, I went directly to work. And that was just the nature of things for me back in 1979. Right on. I had a love for athletics. I've always had a love for athletics. In fact, it became my sanctuary. So I decided to get really good at it from middle school through high school. Out of high school, I had a strong desire to improve productivity in every single dimension of one's life, including the physical dimension. So I went into sports medicine technology, um, got a degree also in organizational management, and decided to run a business. And the name of the initial business was Building Better Bodies. We are now charmously believe and perform like champions. Yep. But I've always had a fascination with the, uh, the physical body and those who can do things that are just beyond our imaginations. I thought what I could do then, Dirk, was I wanted to be one of the best coaches in the country. So I equipped myself with the knowledge, skills, and abilities of a speed and uh, strength and conditioning specialist, an exercise physiologist, and also a USA track and field level three coach who's met the criteria to coach at the Olympic level. But more than anything else, Dirk, I learned this formula. It's called the 595 rule of human performance. It suggests that performance is 95% physiological and 5% psychological, and the five controls the 95 so the way that I would train the corporate executive or the eight-year-old soccer player or the wide receiver in the National Football League or who, anyone else, I always start with the mind first. The mind first. Mm-hmm. 
Because that's, I mean, that determines our trajectory. I mean, our level of commitment there. On the homepage of your website, it says a 100% commitment. 30% of the time is only a 30% commitment. That's right. And a lot of us live there. That's right. And you're saying, well, there's, you're leaving a lot on the table. Dirk, no doubt about it. So just think about this. Um, many people don't even realize that they're just kind of going through life in a, I'm going to use a state of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. So if there's another 70% that we can achieve, why don't we get it? We need to have the knowledge, skills, and abilities and the tools to get there. And again, every action is preceded by a thought. So we have to understand what we're thinking. That takes training. Mm-hmm. You know, I call myself a mindset coach. And what I love to do, Dirk, is to strengthen and condition the mind for success, just like I would strengthen my body or your body or anyone else's body. And I love that comparison. And that's where we dip our toe in the water. <laughs> but next quarter, we're going to cannonball into this pool with Charmus Lee. He's a professional speaker, author, and coach, and somebody you really want to take a listen to because this is not your typical rah-rah public speaker. This is somebody who has material content, actionable content that you can uh, really grab onto and make relatable in your life. And we're going to get to that right after the break. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. And we're back with Jarmus Lee here in the studios at Salem Media. I'm your host, Dirk Hobbs. You're listening to True North. It is Saturday, June 17th. And I uh, hope you're enjoying our beautiful, beautiful land out there. Uh, hopefully you're on a hike with your dog or your family or whatever you do that keeps you active and fit. So welcome back. Uh, if you listen to the first quarter, you were starting to get to know uh, Jarmus Lee, who is a professional speaker, author, and coach. But I also kind of uh, hinted that this is not your typical rah-rah coach that's up there screaming and yelling at us and (laughs) hyping us up. And then for two days, we feel great. This is a guy who has put study to this, uh, his degree work, as well as his life uh, journey to work with his own philosophical doctrine. And he is changing lives around the community, around the world. And Charmus, I'm glad you're here. So... I I want you to help people understand what the difference is between you and this this plethora of other loud voices out there, because you really are different. Um, Mm. You use a spiritual tint. Uh, You don't force it down people's throat, but that's definitely apparent. That's a part of your journey. Um, You use your own life experience. And, of course, you used your education and studies uh, to help people continue to start to develop a mental mindset on how to approach day-to-day life as well as the challenges that come their way and how, how they address things. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss this over to you and let you really pick up the reins. You, you like to start people with a mission. Absolutely, Dirk. And I want to share this with you. I think that the mission is so important. Mission and vision are incredibly important because you need those two things when you start going through turbulent times. In fact, Dirk, with your permission, I'm going to share my mission with the audience. Please do. My mission is to motivate. 
to educate and inspire others to develop a sense of greater expectations within themselves. My mission in life, Dirk, it gives me permission to be bold and courageous. So in the absence of that mission, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as powerful as I am today. So yes, I start with a mission. I also encourage my clients to create their own mission. Now, Dirk, we are all a microcosm of the world. And, you know, it's no secret that our world is going through a turbulent time of change. Many have lost their sense of self. Yeah. And are experiencing what I've coined to be a debilitating discouragement. And I would say this, too. I said, you know, it makes sense that some people are disillusioned. Even the battle-tested warrior can fall prey to the stresses of being in the trenches day after day after day. Nonetheless, my dear friend, I highly encourage this audience and you, Dirk, to hold fast to the non-negotiable facts of faith and the eternal truth that we are champions, we are more than conquerors. So that's where we start this thing. My differentiator is not just the fact that I can communicate effectively and articulate a message or say things. I keep my folks mission-minded, and what we call that now is a front-side focus. I combine that mindset and those tools with the 595 rule of human performance, the 10 human drives, and the latest in neuroscience. I've also had a uh, unique opportunity to experience some adversity in my life, so I build champions from the ground up and also from the top down. You call it an opportunity to face adversity. Absolutely. Now, that, that alone is a starting point. So unpack that a little bit. <laughs> I, adversity is a fantastic teacher. Indeed. When you can see life through the lens, and Dirk, the way I see life is it's a 400-meter oval. That's a 400-meter track, and there are four phases. There's survival, stability, success, and significance. If we're going to get to and through significance, we have to go through some stuff. So every experience, what I've learned is every experience is actually a form of equity. So in my house, I may have $300,000 worth of equity in my house. I can pull that equity out anytime I choose to. Our life experiences provide us with an opportunity to develop equity every single time. Beautiful. Every single time. So adversity is really a great teacher. Mm -hmm. And your journey includes what specifically? Dirk, I've had a fantastic journey. In fact, I I may write my next book called A Beautiful Tragedy. A beautiful tragedy. Oh, my. So, Dirk, I had a daughter born um, about two pounds, nine ounces, about the size of my hand. She was premature. This was 1998. Between 1998 and 2001 were the, some of the toughest years of my life. She was born premature. About six months later, my oldest son lost his battle with sickle cell anemia. Hmm. So I'm experiencing some, some trauma, quite frankly. The stress and the sorrow in the home, it ended, it ended in a not-so-friendly divorce. Um, when I didn't think things could get any worse, Dirk, I go to my job and I'm, I'm taken into the contracting office and they have made a unilateral decision that they no longer, through a manpower study, that they would no longer need me as a trainer. Dirk, I went, I asked them, I said, look, this is a tough time. You know, can we, can we delay this? <laughs> right. They gave me 30 days. Okay. So went through that process. When I left, uh, when I left work that day, Dirk, I went home to my 1988 Jeep Cherokee. I no longer had a zip code. I was living out of that Jeep. And through that process, Dirk, many things had occurred. But long story short, I found myself in a very precarious position. I had a doom loop plan in my head, you know. A doom loop. A doom loop. And I, if I have enough time, I'll just kind of share that with you. Is that just kind of negative self-talk? Is that a euphemism for that? It is. It's negative okay. self-talk. It's you're selling yourself out instead of selling yourself on yourself, which is something that I teach my clients. You have to learn how to sell yourself on yourself. If not, you're selling yourself out. So how did you disrupt that loop? Well, a couple of different things. First things first, I had a, 
I had a, um, an epiphany. Um, the thoughts and words that were going through my mind, I realized it was like a needle on the record. So the first thing you have to do is you got to turn that, you, you got to take the needle off the record. The second thing is that I had an absolutely encouraging experience with my, with my higher power. I was introduced to the thoughts, the power of thoughts and words in a microsecond. There was a young lady who uh, was, showed up that morning at the uh, parade field. And I had to find my voice, Dirk. Up to that point, I had shared, you know, someone would ask me a question, you know, Jarmus, I'd say never better, never better. But on that day, I was in so much pain, I just kind of told the truth. So I would tell anyone who's in a precarious position in their lives, find your voice and share that with someone. There is, there is strength in vulnerability. You just have to understand that. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I shared what was going on in my life. And it's kind of funny how our minds work, Dirk. I felt worse because now I felt ashamed. Before I got to the door, to the facility in which I worked at, this young person said this to me, Dirk, and I would say this to the audience as well. Four words that changed my life. Don't sell yourself short. Okay. I heard those four words. Again, I was introduced to the power of thoughts and words, and something happened. Mm-hmm. Something happened. It was an amazing thing. From that point, you know, I, was no longer, I got out of that Jeep, and I ended up marrying the young lady who spoke those words into my life, and we've been married for 20 years. Her name is Janice Lee. And she is awesome. She's fantastic. <laughs> so let's, because people hear that kind of a story and they think something very unique or specific happened in that case or was so unusual. I can't relate to that, right? Because my life does hasn't experienced that level of tragedy, okay? Or it, it's been just kind of this mundane level of, of existence, right? <laughs> um, help help us connect the dots between that mass of humanity that just lives in quiet desperation, mind you, mm-hmm. to those who are now grabbing life by the you know what and living life to the fullest. And that that that's a mindset. That's that's not just a, a cheerleading thing that you do in the morning. It is it is a firm in as much as it is as you wake up in the morning and you use the restroom and you get yourself some breakfast and coffee that's part of your morning routine you're suggesting that this needs to be implemented as a part of your mind activity to begin your day is that an accurate assessment or have i undershot it no dirk you have you're 100 spot on so i would i would say this that this is about mental excellence and it's about coaching mental excellence um Victor Frankl has an amazing quote. If I can recall it, I'm going to try to share that with you. He says, between stimulus and response, there is space. In that space lies our power to choose our response, and our response lies our growth and our freedom. He's referencing the mind. The mind is a battlefield. The brain processes between 45 and 60,000 thoughts per day, and up to 80% of those thoughts are repetitive. If you don't know what you're thinking, you're probably selling yourself out, and you haven't learned how to sell yourself on yourself. Upon awakening, the first thing that I would instruct anyone to do is to silence their mind. What that simply means is to lie still for about 60 seconds. Pay attention to your internal narrative, your self-talk. You're going to be able to create what we call a AM blueprint background. And all this information is in, our, in the books and also in the magazine. But you want to know what your blueprint background is. Are you positive? Are you negative? Or are you neutral? Well, once you determine those things, you... You make a decision to create your power thoughts and your power words. So let's just simply say that my thoughts weren't what I wanted them to be. Well, I'm going to acknowledge that fact 
I'm going to replace that and I'm going to release those and create my own power words. For the last 17 years, Dirk, my power thoughts have been powerful, impactful, and purposeful. But now I go through a war before I get there. So when you talk about the grind, basically about trying to get to that framework of decision making and mindset, it takes challenge and time. It takes about 63 days to replace some of that thought process with a positive mindset and move forward. In our next quarter, I want you to unpack how we get to that place, because most of us wake up in the morning and we are so consumed by what we have to do, all the tasks at hand, and we don't even have time to sit there, or at least we don't think we do, (laughs) for 60 seconds. You will argue that strongly, that you absolutely are depriving yourself of something extraordinary. And this isn't a magic trick. This isn't a mental trick or some type of gymnastics. This is actually the beginning process of training your mind Mm -hmm. to start to aim your life in the direction you want it to go. And I want you to marry that with the spiritual journey as well when we come back. Okay. All right. So hang on to that, folks. We're listening to Charmus Lee, who is a professional speaker, author, and coach. And uh, stay tuned because we're going to do a deep dive into this realm when we get back. The news and events that matter to you. AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. All right, we're back. Good morning, Southern Colorado. Glad you're with us. I'm your host, Dirk Hobbs. You're listening to True North on AM 1460 and 101.1 FM. The answer. Glad you're here. I want to give a great shout out to Ramos Law. Thank you so much for helping us bring these amazing people to light in Southern Colorado. And uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We spent a half hour here with Charmus Lee, who's a professional speaker, author, and coach. And uh, you got to know him a little bit in the first quarter, and then we started to get into it in the second quarter. Uh, Pick up with us now and then go back and listen to the podcast to get the full context of what we're talking about if you've missed it. But right now, I want to pick up where we left off last time. And, you know, we were talking about the mundane lifestyle that most of us live. Uh, Most of us live in lives of quiet desperation. And so that may be a little overdramatic for the (laughs) listener, you know, who's out at eight o'clock this morning, pounding and looking at the beautiful mountains. But we do, we tend to get up and just jump into our grind. You know, we don't give acknowledgement to Christ. We don't give acknowledgement to God. We don't give acknowledgement to anything, but the tasks that are in front of us. You would like to disrupt that thought process. Absolutely. Dirk. And start where? Well, Dirk, I'm of the opinion that we should start each day with a purpose, a plan, and a, a plan and a clear set of priorities. That first 60 seconds of the day, it's important that we, we tune into ourselves. Mm-hmm. And let me, if, if it's okay, Dirk, I want to take this on a spiritual journey for a second. Please do. Second Corinthians 10 verse 5 suggests this, that we could command our thoughts to become obedient to Christ. We are not at the mercy of our thoughts. That's thought management. So when I think about Think, Say, Do, one of the books that we've written, I pull from 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. I'm also pulling from the latest in neuroscience. Mm -hmm. Neuroscience tells us that our first three to six thoughts can shift our trajectory for the day. The question then becomes is, are you selling yourself on yourself or are you selling yourself out? And how would you know? That's a piece of it. The next piece, the words that we speak our bodies and our minds want to move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts and words. First Peter 4, verse 11 says this, Dirk. Now, you want to sit up tall in your chair for this one. It says that when we speak, speak as if though God himself were speaking through us. I mean, come on, drop the mic. Mm. First Peter 4, verse 11 says that's what we have the ability to do. 
So we think it, we speak it, and then the next piece is that we do it. We have to create high-impact habits and practices and rituals that will teach us how to show up and show out every single day. Dirk, I am strongly of the opinion that we can make each day a glorified exhibition of brilliance. Now, Dirk, I say that, and I'm someone who's lived in a 1988 Jeep Cherokee. I'm someone who's lost a son. I'm someone who's had the premature birth of a, birth of a daughter. I'm someone who's gone through a not-so-friendly divorce and many other challenges in life. I'm of the opinion, and there's fact that defines that we can make each day a glorified exhibition of brilliance. When my athletes show up to the track, the race is for second. When my corporate exec shows up, he knows friends, family, and employees are going to have a fantastic day. This is about getting out of the mundane. This is about stopping trying to average our way to success. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's going to take work. I put my clients on a 63-day window to improve that habit of thinking. You know, there's something we call thought management. Every action is preceded by that thought. Napoleon Bonaparte says, in every battle there are 15 minutes that will determine the outcome of the war. The listener has to determine where their 15 minutes is. For me, it's in the morning. For you, it might be after lunch. But once you silence that mind long enough, turn your attention inward, and then determine where that place is, you start implementing these habits, these practices, and these rituals. And again, this is not a charmicism. This -hmm. is the 595 rule. This is the 10 human drives. And this is neuroscience and, of course, my own life life lessons and experience. Absolutely. Well, let's help the the listener get out of of the buzz talk and say, okay, what does this actually look like? I'm laying there in my bed. I've got – I'm going to force myself to lay here for the next 60 to 90 seconds and reengineer my thoughts. Hmm. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Let me task you with what that might look like specifically. So I'm starting my day with my task list. Gotcha. You want to disrupt that and say, replace that with what? The first three thoughts. It's the very first thing. Mm-hmm. So I pay attention to my thinking. If those thoughts aren't what aren't the thoughts that I want them to be, then I'm going to replace them with the thoughts that, I, that are going to empower me for the day. And I'm going to hold fast to those thoughts. This only takes 60 seconds, Dirk. The Mm -hmm. second thing I'm going to do is that I'm going to turn those thoughts into words. We call deploying the thoughts. Once you deploy the thoughts, you simply make them words. So I put the words I am in front of those. So I am powerful. Mm -hmm. I am impactful. I am purposeful. Now, when I speak these things, Dirk, and audience, it's imperative that I take an immediate action afterwards. If not, I create cognitive dissonance. Sometimes we walk around in the state of incongruency because of the words we speak and the behaviors we have. Very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. And then we wonder, you know, why do I feel this way? It's kind of like I got this little cloud that's hanging with me. Your body wants to move in the direction of your thoughts and your words. When you speak them, you must take immediate action post that time. Mm -hmm. And again, Dirk, if we're willing to take 60 seconds out of our day for 63 days, there's valid, reliable data that speaks to the value of that habit the impacting habit that will shift the trajectory of your life. Mm-hmm. So how do people, again, without Jedi mind tricks here, Sharmas, <laughs> because, you know, most people, they, they want to hear this and they want to take action on it, okay? But they're tired of the voodoo science and the mental gymnastics and, like I said, the Jedi mind tricks. Mm-hmm. This isn't what you're driving people towards. So how do you slow your mind down intentionally? Can you, can you unpack that a little for us? How does that process actually happen? 
because we're, I mean, we're like you said, we're bombarded with thousands of messages a day, yeah. right? And even when we get up in the morning, running through our task list, kids are doing this, dogs are doing that, wife is doing that, and we're thinking, oh, I got to get up, get at it, and go. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do we slow it down and start to re- a recognize mm-hmm. those thoughts, those internal thoughts, and then recognize what we want to change about them? Mm-hmm. Start there. Mm-hmm. So, Dirk, this is a really good question, and I'm going to go back just a second. I suggested that we start each day with a purpose, a plan, and a clear set of priorities. Okay. That night before, or at least at the start of the week, my calendar is scheduled all the way out. I've taken the time to put the information in that I want to accomplish within that day. I've got big rest- restorative periods and things like that, but I've already, I've already planned this thing out. Mm-hmm. It's like a pre-competition routine for an athlete. Mm-hmm. There's no voodoo in that. This right. is practice and work. That's right. So if I've already put my schedule together for the week, why would I think about what I have to do for tomorrow? If I already know what it's going to look like, I've already scheduled it. Right. Before I go to bed at night, I take 15 minutes to clear my mind, just to pay attention and listen. Scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, stay busy and know that I am God. Be still. Dirk. It takes conscious effort and discipline to change the behaviors that we have. You can't talk yourself out of a behavior that you behaved your way into. So the first thing would be this. Slow down. Take time in the morning to pause and reflect and express some gratitude. Do something that you're, you're not accustomed to doing. Get away from the familiar. Mm-hmm. For me, the first 15 days that I went down this road, I fought it tooth and nail. I bet. In fact, I kept going back to the same old behavior. I look in the mirror and I'm thinking, man, another day, right? you know, another day. My thought was after I got past the 15th day, I had about, about 12 days where I actually went through the full process. Dirk, by the 33rd day, it became automatic. And I thought, wow, the sky truly is blue. So habits, habits are formed. It's habits muscle formed. memory. Yeah. Then express it. Yeah. Right? So you're thinking it. Then express it. And you say it like you mean it, Dirk. Okay. You don't say it. This is, this is not a mamsy-pamsy thing. You say it like you mean it. You fight like you train. Mm-hmm. You fight like you train, and you train like you fight. And this is a war. The mind is a battlefield. Yeah, you speak it. You deploy it. That's a warring term, right? You deploy it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use a military term. You want to declutter the airspace between the mind here, between the ears. Okay. Declutter the airspace. It's and then important. act on it. And act on it. And those, yeah. are the, those are very critical first steps. First steps, yeah. All right. Well, in the next two minutes, unpack some of this coaching and mental excellence. I know we kind of stayed there for a while, but <laughs> I wanted to get some people familiar that this isn't kind of that Tony Robbins speech, right? I mean, you know, there's a lot of mental gymnastics and, and flips and tricks and whatever, and you're not about that. You're, no. you're about deploying real cognitive Things that we can use and get yeah. our head around and start creating meaningful habits and behaviors. Yeah. So talk to us about mental excellence, coaching, and, you know, and just improving performance overall and how we steady that throughout the course of the day. So we've already touched a bit on uh, mental excellence, coaching, basically, and improving performance. But Dirk, if I can go back to one thing or just say something that's going to simplify this whole conversation. When I think about coaching mental excellence and and those kinds of things, I want to give you one tool or give the audience one tool that's going to change performance. There's no voodoo in drinking water. If we look at hydration, about 85% of our country is operating in a dehydrated state. It doesn't sound like a big deal, right? But here's the thing. We operate in a dehydrated state. 
just by 3%. We slow down the contractile speed of the muscle by 8% and its firing power by 10. That is your brain. You're going to increase stress-producing thoughts. You're going to decrease clarity. You're going to increase con- uh, confusion. Many things are going to occur. So instead of operating at 100%, you are already operating at 82% of your best productivity by simply by being dehydrated. There's a high-performance formula for that. This is physiological this science. Is, this is physiological yeah. science. This is not charmous. This is nothing that I've created, right? Right. This is the foundation. It's high-performance hydration, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's the first piece of that. When we coach mental excellence... We have our clients and our athletes, whomever the case may be, we write scripts. We write scripts. I want to hear my own voice. <laughs> I don't need to hear the freeloader's voice in my head. I also will say this, too, that when my conversation, my internal narrative kind of gets kind of kooky, and it happens, what I have to do is I've got to turn that thing off, and I, got to, I have to talk to myself that way. Well, I want to jump in right there because uh, I appreciate that. But before I let you go, uh, I want to ask you, when you're driving around, not in that 80s Jeep anymore, <laughs> at least I hope not. That's no, gone, right? You know, I keep it as a memento. I still have it in my garage. Do you really? I do. I love that. Yeah. Uh, but when you are driving around and you're jamming, what is your jam song? Oh, my gosh. Man. Big Time by Peter Gabriel. Oh, I love it. Big Time. Back in a minute. One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. All right, we're back with Jarmus Lee. He is a professional speaker, author, and coach, and not a typical one, folks. Uh, you know, if, when you when you hear a professional speaker, you probably think Tony Robbins. You probably think a myriad of people out there. This is not like that whatsoever. This is very practical, very well studied information. Not to say that those other programs are bad; they're fine. But uh, this is. Applicable science, neuroscience, and behavioral, uh, basically behavioral mindset development that helps us manage our day. And before we lose time here, I want to uh, make sure people know how to get a hold of you, Charmus. So, first of all, website, phone number, all the details. Give us that. All right. The website is charmuslee.com, mm-hmm. and that's C H A R M A S L E E.com. And the phone number? 719. 719- Two three seven six zero five eight. And if I'm bashful and want to email you, <laughs> charmus at charmuslee dot com. Well, that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> and you can see examples of his work right out there. Uh, he's spoken with the Hispanic Chamber. He's spoken at uh, Colorado College. Uh, he, he has spoken with some impressive groups. So if you're a corporation, a school, uh, a business organization, or an individual business looking to infuse a little power and empowerment among your staff, uh, this is a great way to start. And um, what what does an engagement with you look like? Is it days? Is it month? Is it every other day, every other year? <laughs> what does that look like? 
Dirk, we love to customize programs, and they can be industry-specific or just in general. But we do 45-minute windows, mm-hmm. keynotes or speak, uh, motivational speaking, et cetera. We'll do two hours, three hours, half day. Mm-hmm. We do retreats, the whole nine yards. Okay. Yeah. And you've got a lot of books supporting the work that you've done. Uh, of those, what's is, what are some of your favorites? I would say, Dirk, my favorites would be Think, Say, Do, Disrupting Systemic Cycles of Faulty Thinking. The second one would be becoming a high-performance Christian. We might as well show up and show out every day. And I, w- I would believe the next one would be uh, resisting success, mm-hmm. the battle against inertia. It's an unseen force that can disrupt us if we're not paying attention to it. So <laughs> this quarter, I love that. <laughs> I got it. I'm paying attention. <laughs> but I'm also, uh, I, I want to get the folks through because I wanted them to hear your disposition on attitude overall. Because mm. you've kind of coached us through those early morning moments in kind of frameworking our day and establishing a premise to build um, our day with strength, with confidence. It doesn't always mean things are going to go our way. We're going to have adversity. We're going to have setbacks. We're going to have things not go the way we planned or thought they would go. And that is simply life testing our resolve. And God is there. He is watching and he is encouraging where do you take it from from one of those mornings where you got up and you felt like you were going to conquer the world and then it just clocked you right between the eyes? Well, first things first, we have to know that's the nature of life. It's called the ebb and flow of life. Nonetheless, it's about maintaining a winning attitude. I would say, Dirk, that a winning attitude is a prerequisite to success. It's the single most important performance factor that I can think of as a coach of over 34 years who's coached at various levels of sport, raised five children, and experience in a 20-year marriage. Attitude is the single most important performance indicator. Um, in the absence of a winning attitude, you lack the ability to sell yourself on yourself. The world is against you. The world's not for you. Mm-hmm. Your perspective changes. So I was right all along. The world is against me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this, Dirk. Things are happening for you, not to you. Right. That's the perspective of, a, of a, the champion's mindset. Correct. Things are happening for me, not to me, mm-hmm. you know, from that perspective. And we have to shift that. I did a deep dive on Holocaust survivors, uh, those who have gone through experience, uh, tough experiences to develop part of my curriculum and my science, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, there's something that they all possess, whether it be Victor Frankel, Eli Weiss, uh, Mother Teresa, the Apostle Paul. They had a psychological duality. A psychological duality. Dirk, they had the ability to face the brutal facts of reality and have an unwavering faith in the end that not only were they going to survive, they were going to thrive. In fact, it's called the Stockdale Paradox. Okay. Book Good to Great by Jim Collins. He, he kind of outlines it. Yep. But it's called the Stockdale Paradox. When you look at the, the winning teams, these guys can be down in the fourth quarter by 28 points. They're going to say, this is going to be good. nobody's talking about losing yeah see that's what i mean that's that mindset you strengthen and condition the mind for success you make success a default state that's as low as you're going to fall when you have the champion's mindset and a winning attitude if i had time i'd share an attitude story It, it would take too long but it's a great story well i appreciate that but you're working with a business the business has an eclectic mix of generations in it. It might have a boomer or two in there, certainly some Gen Xers and some Gen 
uh, Zers, I guess, or millennials. And then you've got this new group coming up who thinks work is a four letter word. So how do you take that audience and start to ingratiate that thought process of creating a winning champion attitude? Because they're coming from different places. They are, but there's a commonality, Dirk. The best coaches in the country, they know how to establish rapport. They know how to, <clears throat> they know how to forge a link between attention and excellence. And what we've learned is the 10 human drives. You can coach motivation. You can coach effort. You have to get through the first five baseline drives before you get to the next creative drives. And All I'm right. going to share the five drives quickly. Let's do it. Control, competence, caring, congruence, and confidence. And I'm going to share with you what I, how I'll sometimes will open just a message. I've introduced myself to the audience, and I'll ask this one question. May I have your permission to champion you today? Okay. May I have your permission to champion you today? Yes or yes? Yes. Okay. So what I've done, Dirk, is I've given you control to guide your journey. That's control. The competence comes from champion you today. I'm, I believe you're competent enough for me to do it. I'm speaking to you, looking behind your eyes, into your hearts and your soul, because I care about you. We've already established congruence with our exchange of listening, and then I'm instilling confidence in you by simply asking you a simple five-word question. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, I'm just going to bring the heat. So once we find the commonality amongst everyone there, and by the way, struggle is a common theme. Mm -hmm. Struggle is a common theme. So whether they're 15 years old or 80 years old, we've all had a challenge. The common theme of struggle typically unites us in, in the corporate arena, and we can share stories of hope, faith, tragedy, triumph, and things like that that will then shift the trajectory of that organization. But the best coaches, the best leaders can establish rapport and trust and then raise the expectation of everyone in that room. You see it all the time in the high-performing industries. And you're that guy. I'm absolutely that guy. I love it. No doubt about it. And you can do that with students. You can do that with businesses. Yes. Pretty much anybody. Athletic, corporate, sports, uh, you name it, academic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, individuals, teams, and organizations who want to achieve unparalleled levels of success. I'm the man. So tell us how we apply this to a chaotic life that we're mm -hmm. in right now. we got gender confusion. We've got sensationalism. We've got kids hurting kids. Uh, put a, try to put a fence around some of that with how do we reconcile that with this self-imposed will to live a better day, a better life each day, in spite of the trials and tribulations that may come our way, right? So are you, would you submit that we should just ignore that or acknowledge it for what it is, put it in its box, and move on? Where, where would be your advice along those lines? That's a tough one. Dirk, that's a really challenging question. I'll do the best I can to respond to it. I think the first thing that I have to know that my responsibility in this world is to create an impact. Mm -hmm. I'm, going to be I'm going to be defined by the number of lives that I've impacted in a positive way. If I can wake up with that mindset, and you can wake up with that mindset, and all these, the, the other folks who are involved in the challenges of life, then I think we're going to have a better world. I also would say this, just don't, don't get tired. Scripture tells us, never get tired of doing good. Never get tired of doing good. The way things, the way that we see the world sometimes is the way that we see the, we see the world through our own lens. It may not be the way that we see it. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's challenge. 
Yes, there's tragedy. Yes, there's many other things. But at the end of the day, if I can sell myself on myself, then I have a sense of self and whatever you bring to the table, I'm going to be able to address. And I'm going to do that in a, in a, in a proper manner. You know, I'm going to do things with kindness, compassion, and love. From time to time, I'm the lion, but more often I'm the lamb. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, folks, we've been hanging out with Sharmis Lee, who has given us a very good, healthy taste of what a session with him would be like. And this is really just the tip of the iceberg, folks. He's got a lot of work under his belt. He's done a lot of research, a lot of study, and a lot of practice because you've motivated thousands, perhaps tens of thousands of lives in your journey. And uh, not just your story. And it, like I said, throughout this this particular broadcast, this is not a, a hype exercise. No. This This is really conditioning yourself for success by saying things that, that put you on a rail um, to achieve those things. And I just want to thank you for being here. Dirk, it's been an honor. My hope is that someone in this audience is going to, uh, they're going to take what we've shared and will shift their trajectory in life, at least get them going down the right path. One more time, real quick, website, phone number, email. Website, charmislee.com, phone number 719-237-6058. And that email is charms at charmously.com. Thank you for being here, my friend. My pleasure. Come back? Yes, sir. All right. Well, we're going to leave you with Who Wants to Live Forever by Freddie Mercury and Queen. This was one of his last studio performances before we lost Freddie. He was an extraordinary singer. Uh, but this, um, you know, hey, enjoy it. It's an oldie but a goodie. See you next week. been listening to true north with your host dirk hobbs saturday mornings at eight on am 1460 and fm 101.1 the answer three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.